Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. I'm so glad that you've joined me back here today again on the Busy Mom Podcast. I've been kind of reading through your comments on uh, the the reviews and comments that you have been leaving over at iTunes, and some of them have been such an encouragement to me, and I know also to Dorenda, who is not here with me again, and she won't be for the next uh, few days. So uh, I'm, I've been going also through uh, some emails, and I'm going to answer a question that I got via email today. But before I do that, I want to remind you guys that Fearless is coming up, and we are getting pretty darn close to full. So if uh, if you still want to come and join us the 26th and 27th for Fearless in Vancouver, Washington, there is still time to do that. If you register with a group of three people or more, you can get the group rate. Also, we have uh, a block of hotels that is also filling up, and that uh, will be, we're going to actually release any rooms that we have left here in the next day or two. So if you're interested, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash come away. And you can find all the information that you need there as well as a link to register. When you come, uh, we really want you to bring a couple of things. Bring your Bible, um, bring a highlighter, bring a notebook, and then just come with a heart that's excited to hear from the Lord because we're going to do some awesome stuff uh, at Fearless. We're going to be talking about how to engage uh, with those around you and how to help your children engage uh, in the world through the lens of Scripture. In other words, we're going to teach you how to... um, filter what's happening around you through the grid of Scripture um, with the mind of Christ and the heart of the Lord Jesus. So we hope you'll join us uh, February 26th and 27th in Vancouver, Washington. Also, we are about halfway through now our February Scripture Writing Challenge, and you can find that at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash scripture writing. Uh, this we- this month is all about, as you can imagine, uh, love. I can't even believe we are in the middle of February. Um, I'm thinking, what what in the world? Like Valentine's Day gone. You know, I thought it was just Christmas, and all of a sudden we've got all this, uh, all the these um, spring is coming. And I've been kind of, you know, looking out my window. I podcast from uh, my little neck of the woods here in uh, Washington State. This is a, a tough time of year for me. I'm not going to lie. It, there, we've had many days now, right in a row, where it has been literally looks like nighttime, like nine thirty in the morning, because the clouds are so thick, and it's been raining cats and dogs, and. Uh, and I really need the sunshine. I really like the light. So I've been going around my house, just kind of flipping on every light, every light in the house. I'm sure that my house from the from space probably looks a little bit like um, an airport uh, landing lane with all the lights I've got on in the house. But hey, girls got to do what a girl's got to do. All right. So today I want to talk a little bit about um, entitlement. This kind of this culture of entitlement. Jill, thank you. Jill sent us. Um, a request to talk about this a little bit. How do you raise um, uh, grateful kids when you've got kind of a, a culture of entitlement? And my goodness, I mean, that certainly is uh, around us right now. I don't know if you guys are following uh, politics at all, but you know that I do that. And I think, you know, I wrote about this the other day, but I'm, I think it's worth repeating because it sort of goes to the topic. I think that uh, this, I think that we've been lied to. Um, and that one of those lies, we've been lied to about a whole lot of things. We've been lied to about, uh, you know, our DNA, <laughs> for starters. I talked about that uh, last week. We've been uh, lied to about what we what we do and do not deserve, uh, certainly. And we've also been lied to about whether or not we can even talk about it. And I want to encourage you guys, start talking to your children. Talk to your friends. Talk to your neighbors. These are conversations that need to be happening. Um, and if, they're, if they don't happen... 
the side that is talking the most is going to get what they want. And so, for example, uh, Bernie Sanders is running for president right now as a self, uh, self-avowed socialist. I know some of you listening to this think that's a cool idea. Really want you, I'm going to encourage you, go and look up the history and the definition of socialism. I had a reader uh, just the other day over at the blog uh, talking about what's happening in Canada right now, saying that she had lived there her whole life and they have now basically elected a socialist and all of the, the repercussions that are happening right now uh, because of this idea that we are entitled, that we are entitled to free college, that we're entitled to free healthcare, that we're entitled to, you know, uh, free education, you know, public schools, which clearly we have in this country. And she said, well, now, the United States is a little bit of a socialist country, too. We have Social Security, right? They take your money away and they put it away for you because uh, they want you to have some money to retire on. And we have public schools in this country and we have police departments and infrastructure, roads and bridges and things like that. But the idea of socialism itself goes far beyond um, just building up things for the greater good of the community, like roads and bridges and hospitals and police departments. Um, we want to, we're going to wind up, I think, uh, if uh, people like Bernie Sanders get their way, my grandchildren will be standing in bread lines. I'm not a huge fan of that. So um, I think it goes to this idea, though, of entitlement. And so, as always, I think it's it's wise for us to go uh, to the Word of God to talk about um, what does God say about what we should have and what we should not have. And one verse in particular sort of caught my eye, um, 2 Thessalonians 3 Verse 12 says, we command such people and urge them in the name of the Lord Jesus to settle down and work to earn their own living. A moment of silence for earning your own living. Right? We don't really like to talk about that. I wonder, you know, I wonder if, uh, how we feel about that. Earn your own living. I think there's something to be said for, and we do this with our children around the house. We want them to understand the value of hard work. And I think it's important for parents right now, uh, particularly because of the culture around us, to raise your children with the understanding that uh, hard work actually honors the Lord. And not only does it lift up the child because they can finish, they can finish uh, a job that they've been given and earn something for that hard work, it's actually actually a biblical principle. The Bible says we're supposed to be on guard against idleness. Um, and is, and uh, the Apostle Paul told us in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 that we're supposed to make it our goal to mind our own business and work with our hands. And, uh, and I think this is something that has been devalued over time because we live partly uh, in a culture of entitlement where we feel like we're entitled to things that we didn't earn. And, and many times do not deserve. And also, we're super into instant, uh, instant gratification. So, for example, the other day, I got a message from one of my favorite companies, Amazon. Now, before, you know, uh, before the advent of Amazon Prime, I, you know, I liked Amazon, but when Prime came out, I was like, this is awesome. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. When I discovered that I could subscribe to things like toilet paper, it was like uh, winning, the, <laughs> winning the mommy lottery for me. Uh, once I learned that I could uh, that I could do that, I started getting you know subscriptions to other things too, like you know diapers and laundry detergent and coconut milk for my favorite Thai recipes and uh, and you know chocolate because the girls got to have those on hand for emergencies, right? And I also thought, oh, this is going to keep me you know out of the store, and therefore it will uh, decrease. Uh, impulse shopping, which I tend to do when I'm in the store, I think like most people. But Amazon recently came out with a new app to try out on lovers of instant gratification like me. It's called Prime Now. Have you guys heard of it before? Um, if you haven't, you should look it up. Kind of interesting. They're only doing it right now in big cities. But the bottom line is the word now. 
right? So if I decide I need something from Amazon's ever-growing list of items in the Now store, I can literally pay for it and it's going to be delivered to my house in under two hours. Whoa! Can you hear the angels singing? So two hours, I, you know, the more I think about it, that two, that two day wait from Amazon Prime was getting kind of excruciating, right? Moving on. So it's brilliant marketing on the part of the online giant because they understand human beings. They understand their market. Most of us don't like to wait, right? And that's why books like uh, Get a New Kid by Friday um, and Live Your Best Life, you know, now uh, are big sellers in the culture because we don't like to wait. But Here's the thing, and I think this is an important message to um, not only remind ourselves, but also to pass on to our children, the best things uh, in life take time. It's the journey that yields the sweetest fruit and character. And this is what we, we tell our kids a lot. Character is forged in the fires of becoming, um, and nobody gets a front row seat to that process like moms do, right? So we get to see ourselves sort of becoming um, uh, mothers, right? We start out with... Uh, ideas of what it's going to look like to raise children. Um, but moms know that the best things takes time. Pregnancy, for example, lasts an excruciatingly long nine months. And I think that uh, when you when you go through a pregnancy and you wait to meet that child and you wait to count those, those 10 fingers and 10 toes, it becomes even more precious when you finally get to raise your children uh, and hold them in your arms. So um, there's a couple of things that I'm going to encourage you to do um, and you, things you can do, you know, because we like instant gratification, <laughs> things you can do right now uh, to help your children. Uh, the, one of the first things that we've done with our kids is ask them for hard work. I know that this isn't real popular in the culture, um, but it is popular in the St. John family. <laughs> we are, we are, we work hard, we play hard, we want our kids to recognize the value of hard work. And, uh, and so we do that. We start out when they're really, when they're really little. I grew up in a house uh, that worked. Um, you know, my parents had us out working in the yard when I uh, lived out on a farm in Boring, Oregon. We were up at the crack of dawn, uh, you know, changing the hay where the horses were and cleaning out the pens where the goats were at. And we learned the value of hard work. At our house, our children are all responsible for different areas of the house. I do, and I've written about this in the Guide to Daylight. We do zones in our house. So the kids are all in charge of a particular area of the house. And sometimes that works great and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes... Uh, the kids are, you know, right on, right on the money, and they do their their chores uh, the way that we expect them in the time frame that we expect them. And sometimes they don't. And when they don't, um, if I'm on my game as a mom, which sometimes I'm not, quite honestly, because I get, you know, like you guys, I get tired, and I just think, never mind, just parent yourself, <laughs> right? I mean, never mind, you know, here's the remote control to the Roku, and I'll see you in 48 hours, right? We all have days like that, but I think it's really important to instill in your kids this idea that work is a valuable uh, asset and something that we want to expect from our children. Um, the other thing is that we have been very careful with our kids uh, to resist this idea that they need to have everything they see. Uh, just a couple of days ago, I came home, I'd gone down to a consignment store. You guys know my love for uh, consignment store shopping. And I um, I love my, my friend Brooke might be listening. Hey, Brooke, she owns a consignment store that I frequently go to here in my little town. And I came home from there the other day with a bunch of stuff, mostly for my five-year-old. And actually, I went and I begged Brooke. I'm like, listen, I've got a kid who wears 30, 34 size jeans. And if you ever get them in, just call me and I'll come right down and, and buy them from you. And uh, so I came home with a couple of pairs of jeans for my very tall, very thin son. 
and uh, a couple of outfits for my five-year-old who seems to be growing at the rate of 17 inches an hour right now. And within about an hour and a half, I noticed on on uh, one of my children, my 10-year-old daughter, um, just had a bad attitude, just this sort of sour attitude. And um, I was like, hey, what's your deal? Well, it turns out, and this is something we've been, we have dealt with with this particular child quite a bit. Uh, she was jealous. She was angry, actually, because uh, her sister got clothes and she didn't. And she was so angry that when I asked her to help um, me uh, get those clothes into the washing machine and folded and put away, she just kind of slammed things around. And I'm not going to lie to you. We, there was, we had a pretty serious uh, conversation about that because I want her to recognize the biblical principle of being happy for other people and being content with what she has. So we wrote out uh, a Bible verse. She did several times. Uh, the, the beginning uh, says, rejoice with those who rejoice. I want her to be able to look at what her little sister got and actually rejoice with her. Hebrews 13.5 also says, reminds us to keep our lives free from the love of money so that we can be content with whatever we had, uh, whatever th- that the Lord has given us. So if you're struggling in this area with your children, I want to really encourage you, nip it in the bud while they're young. Uh, one of the mistakes I feel that... Um, that uh, I made early in my parenting was to sort of coddle my kids, you know, I'm like, oh, you're right, you know, you didn't get a t-shirt today, and I'm really sorry. But here's the thing, you guys, it is so important for our kids to realize that their turn is going to come, and when it's not their turn, their responsibility is to be um, happy for and to rejoice with someone who has gotten something for them. Uh, one one other thing, and then I'm going to, I'll quit with this for today, and I'll pick it back up. Uh, on Wednesday. But one other thing I really wanted to say is um, if you can limit your child's interaction with uh, media, with movies, with video games, with uh, being on, you know, iPhones and um, Kindle Fires and that kind of thing. Uh, we we got for our kids when Amazon uh, put their Kindle Fires on sale for like thirty five bucks, really cheap for a, a fire. We thought, oh, this is great because we travel in the spring. And uh, I'll tell you what, um, one of the things I really love that all of my kids have these little um, Kindle fires is that it's it's great leverage for me. <laughs> you know, I can say, hey, you know what, you're going to lose that because blah, blah, blah. I also have uh, learned that it's a really great way to help my children realize that that it's all right to do things like that and just not do it all day. So I might say, hey, you know, those the, our kids are working uh, for the privilege of having 30 minutes to play on their um, Kindle Fires after they do school and after their chores are done. But one thing I have noticed, it has made um, my life a lot harder in terms of, I'm, I feel like I'm constantly answering the question of, can I please play with my Kindle Fire now? And if that's you, I just want to encourage you, um, when you um, set boundaries for your kids, and I hope that you will, especially with things like media and things like that, you've got to stick to those consequences. When we don't do that with our kids, we we wind up um, constantly in arguments with them. We wind up defending our position as parents, which I find, you know, I'm always amused when I want, when I fall for that. And then I'm arguing with my own child and, you know, about three or four minutes into the argument, I'm like, wait a second, 
right? I mean, you know, who's the mom right now? Oh, it's me. Um, so, so keep those things kind of in the forefront of your mind. I think um, we have been tasked in this generation with raising our children um, in a way that honors and pleases the Lord, and to do it in a culture of entitlement is especially challenging. Um, Want to let you know um, that my friend uh, Kristen Welch. Um, of We Are That Family. She blogs over at We Are That Family, has written a book called Raising Grateful Kids in an Entitled World. She has also blogged about it. I will link to that blog post today in the show notes. Um, fantastic book. Uh, she happens to be represented by the same literary agent that represents me and my, and uh, Bill Jensen before this book even came out was like, you, you're going to love this. And uh, he's right. I do love it. She's She has um, written a book. Fantastic. She's blogged about this. Uh, fantastic. So go over there and and check that out. And in the meantime, um, remember what the Bible says about uh, the blessing of being content. In Psalm 16, verse 6, says, The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. This is what waits for every single child and every single parent that loves and serves and follows the Lord Jesus. We are waiting for a delightful inheritance, and we're not going to find it here on earth. It's waiting for us in heaven. I'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at The Busy Mom. 